So welcome. I'm so happy to be here today to record this new episode for self-love talk podcast. I have a very, very special guest today at my podcast. And her name is Charlene Linton. And she's a vocal therapy coach and she helps recording artists to be psychologically empowered and vocally amazing. She has coached artists such as Rita Ora and has sung with superstars such as Adele, Jennifer Hudson and Smokey Robinson. So welcome, welcome Charlene. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Hi Ellie, thanks for having me. This is so nice. Hmm. So, um, Charlene, tell us a, bit, a little bit about yourself, your background, and everything in between, so our listeners can get to know you better. Okay, well, I've been in the music industry for the past 15 years or so, and before I got into the music industry, I did my psychology degree, and I was going to do my counselling psychology master's degree Mm -hmm. I was actually bored on the interviews (laughs) (laughs) and I thought to myself "Mm, maybe this is a sign you know that this is not the right path for me Um, and so I went into music full-time and I was doing backing vocals for the people that you mentioned Um, and I traveled all around the world and I had such an amazing life you know I've, I've touched nearly every single country in the world and um you know there's nothing better than than being paid to travel and being paid yeah. to work with these amazing celebrities you know yeah and so um i had a wonderful career and then around 2011 uh was when i was on tour with adele and i'll never forget we were in utah and we were about to go on stage. And I, I remember we were in this holding room, just about to go on and start the show. And I looked over at her and I smiled. And I remember she quickly averted her eyes from me. And I thought to myself, oh, she's a bit rude. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> the guitarist told me that it's not personal. She actually suffers from stage fright. And that's when a lot of things started to make sense. Adele at that time, she liked to talk a lot on stage. Mm. And I don't know if your listeners have ever gone to an Adele show. She is absolutely hilarious. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that if she couldn't sing, that she would have been just as famous for being a comedian. Because (laughs) she's hilarious. And um, I noticed that she would talk a lot. but it, I found out that it was more due to nervousness, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also, I also realized that she likes to have the lights up at concert venues sometimes so that she can see people's faces. Mm. And I realized that it's because she feels more calm when she can see the audience's face. Mm. And I started to, to realize, you know, how afraid she is and she was and there has been some improvement because she never used to perform at large venues large crowds sorry Mm. um so when I heard that she was doing Glastonbury a few years ago 
I was so proud of her because she had never done big crowds like that before. Mm. Those big so when I saw Adele go through this, I thought to myself, if Adele can go through this, then anybody can. And I set up my company called My Vocal Therapy the next year mm. because I was determined to help everybody. And it was inspired by Adele. And so I decided she, to... She was your catalyst. Absolutely. <laughs> so I decided to put my psychology degree as well as my experience with teaching vocals, training people's voices um, together and combine them to create vocal therapy coaching. Because what I realized from my own experience and from the experience of my students um, is that the voice responds to love. Mm. The voice responds to self-love. And when an artist is experiencing self-critique, mm -hmm. self-doubt, when they feel intimidated, when they feel afraid, the voice constricts and it doesn't perform as well. And people would think that this is a technical issue with a technical solution and it's not mm. technique based. This is a mindset issue with a mindset solution. And so when I was coaching Rita Ora on the day that she hosted the MTV EMAs, this is mm. back in November of last year in London, she was very stressed. And so I used a technique called EFT, which stands for emotional freedom technique, just to help her take down the stress out of her body. For those listeners that have never heard of EFT before, some people call it tapping. Yeah. And it's like a psychological version of acupuncture. And it works on the, the meridian lines, the energy system of the body to help you to release negative emotion. And then you can replace that negative emotion with positive emotion. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to do that with Rita. And one thing she said to me, she couldn't believe how she felt afterwards. <laughs> and she said to me, what did you just do? Like her eyes were big. She was shocked. <laughs> said to me, I have never felt so calm 12 minutes before stage ever. Mm. It was very rewarding for me to hear that as her coach and very rewarding for her to feel that too. Yeah. So I am on a mission to help as many recording artists as I can to help them get in touch with who they really are. Because a lot of artists, and this goes for anyone in any industry, whether you are a recording artist or you work in a corporate job, a lot of people believe that the industry that they are in, that it's just like that. Oh, the music industry is just like this. And it's mm. just like, you know, there's so much politics and there's so much drama and I'm not going to get signed because of X, Y, and Z. And, um, oh, my, 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 my job they don't allow women to do this job and oh I'm black so they're not going to hire me yeah so my response to that is that whenever we make a corporation or an industry the villain we miss something mm. we miss an opportunity to be powerful ourselves 
And what making something or somebody the villain does is that it helps us to avoid taking responsibility. Now, when we as human beings take responsibility, it means that we acknowledge that we are powerful enough to make the change in our lives. And I've been thinking so much over the past couple of weeks about people in film, people um, in coaching who are really, really, really successful. People like Tony Robbins. Mm. Um, and they ha- overcame all of these obstacles. Serena Williams, overcoming mm. so many obstacles to be the greatest. And the reason why is because they took responsibility. They did not make the tennis association the villain and say, well, I'm not going to succeed because they're racist. Yeah. Or Tony Robbins didn't say, I'm not going to succeed because I was abused by my mother when I was young. They really dug deep into how powerful they were and they made change and they overcame amazing things. And that goes for anyone in any industry. And so my mission is to help recording artists to be that empowered that they realize that they can create their lives, whether or not the industry allows them to. Beautiful. And I'm curious, how do you, you know, at the beginning enter into the music uh, industry yourself? How did you go from psychology to decided to become like a singer? Right. That's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was, I started off in the gospel sector mm-hmm. of the industry and I enjoyed it. Um, but unfortunately I couldn't make a living with it yeah. because the, the industry in the UK, it's not so, um, well set up like in America, mm-hmm. well, there just isn't the money. Um, and I, I wanted to increase my earnings and I wanted to increase my travel. I just wanted to increase in every area. And so I actually had an intuitive download to Mm. go to this gig and I wasn't singing on this gig, but I had a feeling that I would be asked to sing in the audience. I don't know why I had Mm. this feeling, just did. And so, um, I was so sure about this feeling that I was doing my makeup extra carefully and I was warming up my voice, you know, this is how I was. And so I went to this gig and sure enough, the artist looked at me and she said, I know you can sing. She handed me her microphone. So I sang for my life. You know, I sang like my life depended on it. And the, musical director of the gig came up to me after the show had finished and said to me, I am the musical director for another artist that some of your listeners may know called Craig David. Mm. Really, really big in the UK and really big in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said to me that that was your audition and I want you to come on tour with me. So I did two world tours with Craig David and then started working with another artist called Corinne Bailey Ray then another artist called Natasha Bedingfield and then it just it just flowed 
it just flowed and it snowballs. Um, and I was in flow and I was on tour solidly for about 10 years. Um, and I've been everywhere. I think the only places I haven't touched are Central and South America. I think apart from that, I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, been very blessed. And I just wanted to increase again. I wanted to increase um, the amount of help that I was giving because I, I was very supportive of artists with my voice, you know, as a backing vocalist. But I wanted to support artists with my coaching instead um, and really be face to face with them and close to them so that I can help them. Um, because a lot of artists' problems, a lot of people's problems originate in the mind and can be solved in the mind as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got gifts of intuition and discernment where I can see very accurately what the problem is and how to solve it. So that's how that happened. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's incredible the beginning of the story when you said, you know, I just knew intuitively that uh, I have to go there and that I will be singing because, you know, a lot of time we, if we don't try, trust ourselves, we don't trust our intuition and we don't follow these, you know, intuitive downloads. And uh, mm. they are exactly the moment of major breakthrough for us. Yes, exactly. Um, and I was, I was fearless. I didn't, I didn't question it at all. Mm. Um, like I said, I was warming up my voice to a show that I was not singing at. Yeah, know, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I was so certain, and I knew something was going big was going to happen, but I didn't know what. Uh-huh. So I just trusted, and I just went with flow. And it's also, you know, it's we can see both ways that you know, from one side you had this intuitive uh, idea, but you also take the action because you know sometimes people just believe uh, that they can meditate and manifest uh, everything but it's it's about uh, combining the mindset uh, the soul alignment and the actions the aligned actions yes i agree and i love that you said that uh, a lot of time for the artists you work with uh, is about uh, self-love and not not about uh, technical issues and um, since uh, this is self-love talks podcast tell us a a little bit more about uh, how self-love you know play a role in the in the voice and in the um, artist's life Sure. I think with recording artists, especially those who live in the public eye, they have different challenges to artists who don't. Mm. Um, And one thing that I have seen quite consistently is that the music industry likes to treat artists like they are money trees. Mm. And they don't treat artists like 
they are human beings a lot of the time. And so what I encourage artists to do is to wrap themselves up in so much love <laughs> that they are in touch with their intuition. They know when people in their team are there to sabotage them. And they know when people in their team are there to really help them. Mm. And it, wrapping yourself in self-love protects you from the industry drama and the politics because you can observe it and you can say that has nothing to do with me. So, and, that, and that goes not just for artists, it goes for anybody because I am a black woman living in the UK. Mm. I feel like my self-love protects me. I feel like there's a lot of racism that happens out in the world. Mm. But it has nothing to do with me. I create my own reality. So there is nobody that's going to hold me back yeah. from opportunity because of the color of my skin. I just don't believe it. I don't buy into it. Yeah. And so it can just protect you. And it can put you in a place whereby you're so appreciative for what you already have that you end up just creating more opportunities, mm. you know, because, you know, gratitude is just amazing. Yeah. And so the typical things that an artist might focus on, I help them to redirect their focus mm. into what is actually important. So is it important that that newspaper said a horrible thing about you or what what is the truth here is that horrible thing true so what is the truth and then i help them to get into the truth of how loved they are how cared for they are how empowered they are that's the truth and whatever you focus on gets bigger so let's focus on the things that are true absolutely absolutely i love it and uh, i feel as you said that, uh, you know, they face different uh, problems or situation, but uh, I feel that it's kind of the same. We are all the same. We are all in the same situation. And for the artist, uh, the singer can be, you know, press, but uh, maybe for an entrepreneur, online entrepreneur can be, you know, social media, being scared of people judging them or criticizing mm -hmm. them. So um, we, we all face, you know, at, a di at different levels, uh, yeah. how our, you know, mindset and self-love can really help us to overcome difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, go on. No, go for it. I was saying, uh, right now, do you travel with, uh, with the artist or do you mainly do the coaching in UK? It's mainly in the UK. Um, but there is a clause in my package that will allow me to travel with them if they need me to. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm happy to do that. Um, I just believe that the music industry has gotten away with a lot of things because artists aren't really aware of how powerful they are. And that goes for like 
singers on every single level, you know, um, and people just accept things and it's, it becomes the status quo and it doesn't get challenged because artists, they're not really aware of how powerful they really are. And I really want to help them to become aligned to that truth. And something that you said about entrepreneurs and, and um, feeling scared about being judged on social media, that is very real. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. And one thing I would say to entrepreneurs who feel scared of being judged is to really become aware of any judgment that they are first giving themselves. So if you feel like, oh, I don't do well on camera or I don't do my, my posts well enough or I don't post often enough and my posts aren't getting enough interaction, they don't get enough comments or likes, just be really aware of your own self-judgment. And the thing is when we can release judging ourselves, we can release being affected by the judgment of other people a lot better, a lot easier. Absolutely. And it's amazing that you are saying this now because I just had today a two hours coaching conversation with one of my clients that was yes. all around uh, this exact topic, judgment uh, and mm -hmm. uh, fear of posting, fear of showing up on social media, because in reality, you know, she was afraid of being, of being judged, but as you said perfectly, because we judge ourselves. So she was judging herself. So we project uh, in others, uh, things that we are doing on ourselves yes yeah it's so tricky you know the ego yeah yeah it's so tricky it likes to it likes to kind of project outwards so if we're judging ourselves we tend to project that judgment onto other people mm -hmm. um, and then be fearful that they will do the same to us um, when actually we've created all of it Exactly. <laughs> we created all of it and it comes from our own stream of consciousness. And what I've started to do is if I'm having a negative thought or if I'm judging myself or anything like that, I just say the word change out loud. And it's so amazing because it actually arrests the thought process. Mm. And sometimes I just sigh with relief because I've been <laughs> relieved from just going down this spiral, you know, and it helps me to, to come back to myself and back to center. Wow, great advice. So you, you just uh, observe yourself going into the spiral and you say out loud, change. Exactly. Mm. And sometimes I'm washing the dishes and I say the word change. Sometimes <laughs> I'm in my car, you know, um, I just say it. Wow. I just feel it. And um, it really, really helps you to come back to earth. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, what have been so far your biggest business uh, obstacle? <laughs> <sighs> My biggest business obstacles. I think. 
one of the biggest things for me has been that phrase, I've got to, I've got to post every day on Instagram. Mm. I've got to say this. I've got to make videos about this. I've got to, I've got to. That has really taken me out of any kind of feminine flow. It takes me out of intuition Mm. um, because the mind takes over and it says, well, if you're an entrepreneur, then you post on Instagram every day. (laughs) And the intuition is just saying, why don't you just post when I tell you to? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) May not be every day. Just post when I tell you to. And you'll be able to reach the people that you want to reach. Um, the other thing, the, and I think this is the biggest obstacle that I've had, actually. And um, please bear in mind that none of the things I'm saying are about business structure. <laughs> They're not yeah. about managing money. They're not, it's not about any of that. The business obstacles have been me. Yeah. <laughs> just really transparent about that so my other biggest I think business obstacle was believing that I'm not ready to coach yet Mm. and I have to I still have more work to do when the truth is I was ready years ago (laughs) and (laughs) I I wanted to be perfect, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. For I had clients, and that really knocked my confidence because the clients weren't coming in. Of course, they weren't. The doors weren't open because I had closed them because I believed I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, just always pushing things away, like delaying things. I'm not ready yet, but as soon as I do this one thing, I'll be ready. And then I do that one thing, and then I find something else to do in terms of self-development. Yeah. There's this other thing to do. When I do that thing, then I'll be ready. And it never ends. (laughs) (laughs) I I really just had to say to myself, I'm ready now. Now, right now. And I'm good enough right now. So I'd say those two were the biggest. Hmm. And how did you overcome these challenges? I found affirmations to be amazing. And um, if I'm going through a time where I'm, especially where I'm up leveling mm-hmm. in my business my life, I double down on the meditation. Mm. Like I've meditated twice today already and it's eight o'clock PM in the UK wow. and I'll meditate again before I go to bed just because I, my mind has to rehearse something new in order to have this new life. Mm. And I have to keep my mind in complete alignment for that to happen. And so it's important for me to meditate, to get into that, that place where it's, it's not a rehearsal anymore. It's just normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I say affirmations three times a day um, of what I want to experience. And I just step into the belief that it's happening now. 
it's happening right now and I'm drawing it to me now because we 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 know that in spiritual things there doesn't have to be any time delay it's all dependent on you and your faith mm-hmm. at when you can actually have it and so I've just been upgrading my faith meditation all meditation is to me is like the science behind faith yeah. it just helps your, your brain waves to be in alignment and it helps your body to be in alignment with faith that's it and so affirmations and meditation has been key for me key yeah and do you like to follow like guided meditation or you just uh, have your own techniques uh? yes i like the work of dr joe dispenza mm. yeah um he is phenomenal um for those listeners who've never heard of him he had a car accident where he was paralyzed in certain parts of his spine and he used meditation to heal his body wow um and he didn't want the operation that the doctors were suggesting because the operation would have given him i think a little bit more mobility but he wouldn't have recovered fully so he declined the operation and decided to heal his body through meditation and he healed himself within 10 weeks and within 12 weeks he was back at work hmm. now i i i listened to this guy and i'm like this is amazing and not only that there are so many people that have been healed of chronic illnesses yeah. because of medicine and like you can find all their reviews on youtube and stuff and i'm just like my goodness me we are so powerful that we can uncreate disease and so his meditations have been the most powerful for me wow that's incredible mm. yeah meditation it's so so key also also for me and my journey and uh, i i discovered meditation 20 years ago when i was 15 mm. Yes. And uh I've always uh, follow, you know, different kind of meditation, guided meditation, but I I really really love also as you said Joe Dispenza and um and I really love to see how powerful we are and uh, mm. what we can really create and achieve when we are in alignment, when we take time to be in alignment yeah and you know i i really believe that being in alignment the effort that it takes the the spending time in meditation the discipline and all of that i think that's been the most beneficial thing that i have ever committed to mm and I feel like I'm unrecognizable from last year. Hmm. Just because of my dedication to meditating. And I I really have just been thinking about life and believing and knowing that contrary to popular belief, we are surrounded by love. 
Hmm. But fortunately, we subscribe as a society, we subscribe to fear and lack and survival. And there's so many people that do it that it's become the norm, but it's not the norm. The norm is that we are loved. And when we grasp that, and for me, it's through meditation. When we grasp how loved we are, it changes everything. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit emotional just talking about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, and for some people, it might seem a bit airy-fairy, a bit wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the only thing that has been real. And it has saved my life. It's helped me to conquer depression. When I was feeling really low, it helped to pull me out. And I, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. That's beautiful. And yes, yes, yes. When we, when we really understand that uh, we are love and we are loved and uh, it's like a game changer, you know? For me, when I start working with... Uh, Uh, Eckhart Tolle, A Course in Miracles, uh, you know, the, the ego and fear and love and, you know, everything starts so, making so much sense. And yeah. uh, I overcome panic attacks, uh, depression, mm. anxiety, because uh, I was living, uh, as you know, a lot of people in constant fear. Yeah. So is it, it's completely normal to have anxiety and have, you know, panic and depression if we all we, we know it's fear. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. And, you know, some people might think that anxiety attacks and depression and everything is uh, quite extreme as an example. But another example of fear-based living is just being stressed. Mm. <laughs> feeling stressed and and worrying about cash flow and things like that you can actually reverse things in your life by focusing on how loved and provided for and supported you are absolutely and uh, what would you tell to the firm, former version of you that wanted to start a business uh, but uh, didn't believe what it was possible? Oh, good question. <laughs> I would say that you don't have to become somebody else. Mm. get to relax into who you've always been and who you've always been is good enough because you've been chosen to do the work that you are doing it's part of your purpose it's part of your mission on earth and you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be outwardly successful you don't have mm-hmm. to try and impress anybody 
you can just be yourself. You don't have to take on any judgment or criticism or jealousy or competition from anybody else or from yourself. <laughs> you can just be, and that is enough. Hmm. And so. it isn't amazing, uh, you know, when we look uh, at the life uh, and the, all the, the things that happen, how you were guided all the time, you know, you studied psychology and then you enter into music and now you, you merge both of your passion. Yeah, I, I, I marvel at that because when I first did my psychology degree and then I went into music, I thought I had wasted my time <laughs> doing degree. <laughs> I really did. Um, I let it go, but I was, I was like, oh, you wasted your time doing your degree. You could have just been in music all this time. And how it's all worked out, it's just like, oh, my goodness. This is just divine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what are you working now or in the near future? Well, the doors are open for my package which is for artists who are in the public eye. The package is called the Platinum Package. And I help those particular artists to be spiritually aligned to love living as a celebrity artist. I help them train their voices. I help them with techniques so that they don't ever have to have vocal surgery because of nodules or vocal problems. Um, and I help them to see the truth about themselves. And, you know, what we know as coaches, you and I, is that when you work on one area, you work on all of them. Mm. So when you know that you are loved and cared for, it affects your love life. It affects your family life. Everything starts to elevate because of a decision that you make to, to be committed to seeing yourself accurately. And when you keep making that decision, life just improves and improves and improves. And there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like that feeling when you have more cash flow. And there's nothing like that feeling of your clients growing as well because they committed. So yeah, the platinum package is what I am offering at this moment. Beautiful. And uh, where we can find you, like on social media or your website? Yeah, so you can find me on social media at My Vocal Therapy on Instagram and Twitter and My Vocal Therapy on Facebook. And I'm mainly on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter a little bit, but mainly Instagram. And um, you can also find me on my website, which is myvocaltherapy.com. Perfect. And uh, what is a, a good uh, advice uh, you want to give to our listeners? <sighs> hmm. I feel quite guided to say something. <laughs> Um, and I don't know who this is going to touch, but I know it will touch somebody. 
what I would say is don't allow anybody, even the self-development industry, make you believe that there is something wrong with you and that you work on yourself because there's something wrong with you. It's not the truth. You work on something, you work on yourself rather, because you just want to see the truth of how lovable you are. And if things in your life are not going the way that you want, you've not done anything wrong. You are not to blame. It's just important for you to know that this journey is all about redemption. And just redemption back to that feeling of just being valued for who you are. So I don't know why. I mean, I just feel intuitively led to say that to your listeners. Um, that you are enough. As flawed as you are, you are enough. And your flaws can actually lend itself to your brilliance. Your flaws are why people want to listen to you. Your flaws are why they find you endearing and they just want to be around you. So don't try and be perfect. Just know that you are enough. So that's my advice. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I take this advice also for myself. Yeah. And I feel yeah. that it's... Uh, a very, very important uh, and deep uh, message that every one of us that we are in this journey of self-development and we, we are coaches and we help other people and we want to change lives, it's so important to do this work on ourselves and feeling that we are enough for who we are. Yeah. And I just think that that is the, the biggest and most important work of all. Mm. And then everything flows out of that. Everything else is just a byproduct of that, you know? So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Charlene. I really, really, really loved uh, our conversation. And uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show and um, to give this beautiful advice to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Thank you.